0: Welcome and thank you for joining us at Christian International Ministries. Our vision is to help you hear God's voice to change your world. For more information about this and other resources, please visit www.christianinternational.com.
1: And uh, I'm not going to steal any of his thunder, uh, but over the last number of years, uh, we've had such a powerful impact in Destin and now in South Walton and things uh, that God has just formulated amongst the pastors and leaders and, and uh, civic leaders as well. And so I want him to come and just share the vision that God has given to him. I just want to say he's a man of family, a man of integrity, and a man of God's heart for the kingdom. Give a big hand to uh, the current... <laughs> Uh, soon-to-be set-in mayor of Destin. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's, uh, that's an honor. I appreciate that. Um, it's a privilege to be here, uh, very much so. As Pastor Tom said it, you know, I, I, you know most of the people in here uh, that call this house home, are like family to my wife and I. And I first want to actually, as he mentioned my wife, today is my wife's birthday. So I want to celebrate that. And so happy birthday to her. Um, amen. So that's always a blessing for sure. Uh, but, you know, Pastors Tom and Jane, I still, oh, hey, Pastor Jane, I didn't know you came in. Um, you know, I, I, by, and the Spirit, they are obviously a, a, all five-fold apostle and, um But to us, they've always been like mom and dad, like Pastors Tom and Jane. And so, um, and Bishop Hammond, uh, like, like a granddad. Um, because uh, he continues to look over me, and I can look out, and I know Jimmy Kelch around here, and Kathy Lovitch here, Darlene Masson and there's all these ones that have prayed for us when we were um, barely dirt above the carpet floor, you know, just begging for God just to say something, and they were patient with us, and and it's been fun for us, Um, but uh, Hope, thank you so much. Uh, You know, it's kind of exciting to hear that, um, because... Um, it's encouraging to think that you know at Mona and I. One time, he, one of the things he said, and I'll mention it in my when I'm talking about, we kind of slapped low fives, I guess, to the side because I thought, man, hey, I could really hear from God because <laughs> some of the things he's telling me about our community where some of the things Hope talked about, about reaching down from the top to the bottom. So anyway, and I do believe, you know, I am, as he said, I'll be sworn in office uh, two weeks from Monday, and that's encouraging for me. Um, I'm excited about that, and I'll share my testimony here in a few minutes. But one of the things that I've, you know, I've kind of done it just uh, when we've had speakers come in to um, uh, the ministry that we run in the community and other things we do in the city, is anytime someone comes into our community, uh, we welcome them. We welcome the gift you bring to our city. We welcome the gift you bring to our region. We welcome the anointing upon you. And we pray that part of that deposit is made in our area. But likewise, we also pray that the blessings and anointing upon our city can go back with you, back to your cities and regions to start a fire right where you're from. So on behalf of the close to South, uh, South Walton County mayor, I welcome you into our city. I welcome you into our region. Um, have fun. Have fun. Uh, explore the land and just uh, and bless it while you're here. Um, I believed, and I'm, I have a couple of videos. I like to teach from a couple of videos and have some talking points and things like that. Um, but um, today, I believe, is a day am I, as Hope released some, some key strategic keys. Um, I, too, I pray um, and believe that as we get to the local level, some things that are on my heart today will become keys in your hand. Because as Matthew 16 says, the Lord will give us the keys to the kingdom. You know, many times we reach into our pocket, pull our keys out, you got a key to your home, you got a key to your office or whatever. I want you to start envisioning, too, that God's given you a key to the kingdom of God for your city. And as you see that and as you exercise, you know, I can have a key. You know, it's like those competitions, you know, for the car. You know, if I don't have the right key, God's given you that strategic key. But if you don't put it in and turn the ignition, it's just a key. And so I pray today that as I talk, that whether the message I share means anything to you or not, as hope declared already, I believe there's some th- keys in the heavenly arena that I pray that you will get downloads from that, and you'll go back on fire. i want to open with a video, and then we'll get started. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's awesome. I love that video uh, because uh, it says a lot of things to me. First of all, if you look at it, there's various intersections of time between um, opportunities to share and connect people. I firmly believe this. uh, Because of this house, because of the gifting upon this house, it's speaking into my life prophetically. Radically changed the course of my life. Whereas, if I had not had that, had I not been able to go, I'm I'm sure Pastors Tom and Jenkins, you know, we'd we'd hit them up after a Friday night service hey, you know, come on, can you help me out? And, you know, of course, there's Sandy back, she blessed us too, Catalanus. But anyway, many times, because of that intersection of a word into my life, it's now ingrained in me that one connection can change someone's life. One connection of hope, one word can change their course and change their destiny. And you, each inside, each one of you, is that each one of you is equipped. Don't leave this place thinking you don't have that weapon of warfare to change someone's life by a connection, by an encounter with you. Because each each one of you has that. And when you go back to your cities, as Hope talked about, I want you to be looking at like this guy. When you go back to your city, I want you standing like this guy in front of the gates of your city. Well, Mel, hey, listen, I, you, no, I, you know, listen, my city's big. My city's got 70, you know, 50,000, 100,000. I don't care. Because when you go back and you stand in front of your city with boldness, you will be like Joshua and Caleb coming back and talking about the promises of God, not the 10 spies. Is it, oh my gosh, the giants are so big, we can't take the land? You'll go back and look at the Goliath in your city like David. And not like the other Israelites, who stood back feeble and scared, but instead ran to the battle. That's the gates of the city that each one of you are called to stand in. As mayors, as leaders, as pastors, as fivefold ministers, as overseers. God has called each one of you, just like he's called the cities you serve in, to a strategic, specific purpose in him. Read Revelations. Read what he's saying he's coming back for. He's not coming back for the beautiful church on Main Street that has 10,000 members, All as, as great as that is. He's coming back for the body of Christ as a church of the city in which you serve in. He's issuing you a challenge today to be that person that's going to make a stand for your community. And when you go back, this is from a song by a group called Wren Collective Experiment. Love the song, but also to me, it's a prayer. And I encourage you, and I want us actually, I want us all to read it aloud together. And I want you to let this be ingrained in your heart of what to expect that a new level of boldness would come upon each one of you. Let's, y'all, let's do it together. Dear Lord, and imagine yourself as that person, that man or woman in front of your city gates, and no swords in your hand. And you're looking at your city in a new set of eyes with a renewed vision for your community. And you're making this declaration. Dear Lord, build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. Win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. build your kingdom here here. we pray you feel that now if it was just let me just encourage you if it was just me saying that and you listening as great as that was as great as that could be as encouraging that may be to your heart that's not kingdom that's not the body of Christ when we did it in unity When we did it at the same time, did you not feel a level of boldness rise up inside of you? That said, hey, listen, it may have been that way yesterday, but praise God, this is a new day. I just put on a new belt around my waist. I got new armor. I'm going back to take my city for the kingdom of heaven. It's a proclamation that you have over your community. Secondly, mountains, Hope talked about it. Um, there's mountains. Obviously, we talk about it from a universal level. You know, um, you know, Media, education, government, business, finance, church, etc. I want to just submit this to you. And Hope hit on a couple of these things. I just want to submit this to you as just a thought. Because I'm in full agreement to go take the mountain. But I, I don't do it unwisely. And by looking at this image, I want you just to have a perception of what I'm talking about. If you see this mountain... There's a reflection before it. When you look at the lake that's in front of the mountain, it's as if the water which is, represents the Holy Spirit. Would I pray that when you see some, a different reflection, from a different perspective like this, that through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, you would see taking my mountain. It may not be going and forcing my way up to the top. But the kingdom always talks about an inverted. To lead, you serve. And when you look at, if I want to lead my mountain, I may have to start at the bottom where the tip of the mountain is in the Holy Spirit and come in for overt, covert, whatever, start serving my community. And then as I'm faithful to serve, as I'm faithful to use the Holy Spirit as my gauge and my guide, there may be different mountains, maybe elevations I'm supposed to achieve a victory in before I get to the top. You know The Bible says, be careful about exalting yourself in the presence of the King. It says, sometimes wait to be invited up. Sometimes to be invited. You know, servants are always welcome in the palaces of kings. And if I'm faithful to serve, if I'm faithful to step out and do what God's telling me to do, then promotion will come. The mountains will come. So I just want to release it just as uh, to change your perspective. Two scriptures that are foundationally um, in my core. And so when you hear me talk some of the other things I'll say in in a few minutes I want these two scriptures, I want you to, know, if you say, hey, what does Mel ponder? What's part of his heart? These two foundation. there are two things that mean a significant amount to me. Why? Because I believe fully in them, and secondly, I've seen the fruit because of them. First um, is from Psalm 133, that where the brethren dwell together in unity, there the Lord commands a blessing. Amen? Hey, listen, I like being in covenant with God. Yeah, don't you? I like, you know, this scripture does not say, hey, go hang out with some other fellow believers in the, in the community. And when you do, there's maybe some things might happen. You know, it's a good idea. It's a good thought. You know, I like when God says, hey, do this for me. And I got something commanded that you will walk in. Right. When the brethren will dwell. Now, it doesn't mean, it, it, it means come at locking arms, cross denominationally, being the body of Christ. God's got a blessing for you if you'll just do that. First, secondly, I believe in Ephesians 4.16, it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own share our own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. In a city, I'll just use the term kingdom administration. When you look at a community and you look at the parts of it, the body of Christ should be one of the main parts. You know, the ecclesia, the ecclesia, you know, one of the things that we're called to do is to help set the policy decisions for the city, the body of Christ. Now, somewhere along the lines, um, whether it's through the the people trying to push their way to the national level, level, we've lost sight of that. But I firmly believe at the local level, whether you're a believer or not, for a community to function efficiently, all parts need to be firing off together. If you pull a part out of that, you know, the Bible says God causes it to rain on the just and the unjust. So just because you know we're on fire pressing in, you know, doesn't mean only, only the saints get blessed, right? Sometimes when, when God pours out his spirit, sometimes the unjust get the blessing too. But so we need them. We need all parts firing together. The result is the effective growing of the body, the effective growing of a community. And it's also realizing that we may not have, you know, my part is not your part. But I need your part to make my part effectively grow. You know, if I I was pulling at my body or whatever and I pull out this this midsection of my arm, that's great. But my hand's going to die. And so you may be that part in your community, your neighborhood, your work. It may just be on your own job site that if you don't do your part well with excellence, the whole company's missing out because of that. And so I believe that as each part, and I, the other, we had a meeting the other day, and I challenged everyone there. I said, listen, you know, Pastor Jane gave a word over me back in September, and she said, you're going to have a new level of boldness. And so, and I'm not, but I challenged them. I said, listen, as your mayor, I need you to do your part well, and I need you to do it with excellence, I need you doing it with an expectation that something behind you is going to follow that drips with some kind of abundance that's more than what you can comprehend or understand, but that person needs it too. I need you to understand that those came before us and us and those who come after us create the body of Christ in generational unity. I need you to do your part well. And as each of us does our part well, you better buckle up and look out because growth will come and it will exceed. Expect- what we've seen has been great, but I'm telling you, you haven't seen nothing yet. I'm excited about that. All right, where am I? All right, uh, Amen. I got some three keys, and I want to close with a I'll close with the video. Um, first, bless your city. Bless your city. You know the Bible says, "In," um, sorry, I'm not the biblical scholar, Larry. I need some more hot sauce in this thing. And help me out right now. Uh, Jeremiah 29 says, "29:7 29, says, seek the peace and the blessings to the city." How many of y'all are from Santa Rosa Beach, Florida? How many of y'all are from Destin, Florida? How many of y'all are not? Each one of you is called to the city to which God has placed you in. And the Bible says to seek the peace and the blessings of that city to which God has placed you, to which he's carried you. In fact, the Bible goes on to say, pray to the Lord for it. Because as it prospers, you too will prosper. Well, Mel, hey, that's good. That's great. I got that. But you know what? Let me tell you what's important about that. I'm praying for my church. Oh, and my, and, my, and my family. Yeah, please do that. But you better start changing some of your prayer focus to the blessings and prosperity of the city you're in. Because as it prospers, there's a ripple effect. And by golly, you want your members under that stream of water of blessing. Because as it prospers, you too can prosper. Oh, Mel, you know, I can't do that. That's prosperity. Listen, it's kingdom. And it's biblical. And God needs your prayers to start blessing your city. Life and death are right here. And as we do this, as you, as you do that, and you bless your city, you're speaking to it, you will see things, shackles come undone, doors open, and transformation take place. God needs you to bless your city. We started something in this community. Um, this is our 11th year this year. And that's exciting. I know it's called it's called the Destin's Week of Blessings. Oh each city here needs a Toronto Week of Blessings, a Nashville Week of Blessings, a Montgomery Week of Blessings, a Indianapolis Week of Blessings. You gotta you gotta. You gotta bless your city. Enough of this stuff, enough of this division, enough of my four no more, none of that stuff. That's all old school. God, you know, this whole redevelopment of the church, you're in it. You're helping form and craft it. You're a pioneer of what this will look like. You can even participate or not. A week of Blessing started because there's a church. One Now, at this point in time, there's a church, um, and they did the blessing of the fleet. At this point, it had been going on for 45 years. That's a pretty long tradition in a city, right? Well, for some reason, in this 45th year, I was serving the city as a city councilman at the time, and um, God had given me a dream. Um, we... Um, we had some retail stores and I was struggling because we were in covenant financially, but I didn't know why they weren't prospering. So I was wrestling with God one morning saying, God, what's up with that? We're in covenant. We're blessing. We're sowing, but the stores are struggling. Of course, you know, God sometimes hits us back with questions we're not always prepared for. And so and this is an odd time. He goes, hey, Mel, listen, um, have you enough whining? Um, tell me, Mel, why does the Dustin fishing fleet does do well every year? Now, if you're Travailing for your business. And, want, and he hits you with something out of left field. That's not the most encouraging word from the Lord, is it? And I said, um, I don't know, God. Why? He said, for the past 45 years. He didn't use 45 years, but I knew that now. But for the past history of this event taking place, he said, they've had a priestly blessing spoken over an entire industry within our community. And for those who don't know, the city of Destin is 12,300 population, give or take or few. It's not an not a overly big city. Our fishing fleet, which started with just a handful of families years ago, is now the largest commercial charter fishing fleet in the state of Florida and arguably in the nation out of Destin, Florida. So how did it happen? The blessing every year. These fishermen, they're salty. Man, some of these fishermen are salty. They're salty characters. But what they don't miss... They'll come into that blessing that they may be out whatever the day before it doesn't matter. When, they, when their boat comes up before the priest at this time, that hat comes off. They bow their head in reverence because they may not, you know, they, going to church may have been an option, but missing the blessing was not. You know, they've recognized the reverence of the blessing over an entire industry, and it's transformed a city. Well, lo and behold, when I was having this dream, um, there's another gentleman in town named Captain Mike Parker, a charter boat captain, was having something very similar. And to it, both of us went to this pastor separately, saying, "Hey, listen, this is a crazy idea. But what God told me was that same blessing over the, fl- the fleet. You need to take it to the marketplace. You need to start blessing the entire city, business, education, government. So I just I submitted him. I say, it's a crazy idea. What do you think?" He said, Mel, two weeks ago, Captain Mike Parker told me almost the exact thing. Same, same thing, a little different, but pretty close. I think God's up to something. Forty-five years, no one went to this church at all and said, do anything. Within two weeks' period of time, God gave him the same message from two different people, did not know each other at the time, about expanding the blessing to cover the whole city. 11 years later, we've seen signs, wonders, and miracles take place because our, our obedience to pull the body, the body of Christ together to bless the city. And let me encourage you that when you step out in something like this, you may not get everybody on day one. And let me tell you, I was a marketplace man at the moment, trusting God, seeking him. And I have to tell you that there was one person of, of, at our initial meeting that was a pastor in our community who said, Oh, hey, listen, if God's going to say something about what we need to do in our city, he's not going to say it to a layperson. He'll say it to one of us. Hello? Back to what that message was. Be, be mindful that there might be people that hears the word of the Lord, that if they're, when they you know, submit it, be open. Because of that, I mean, I that person's not ever participated, and that's unfortunate. But the churches that have, the, the city's seen amazing results. I mean, the BP oil spill, you know, it hit northwest Florida a lot of the beaches in northwest Florida. Can I tell you which beach it did not hit? <laughs> no tar balls on Destin beaches at all. Now, this is the part I kind of laugh at. There's a stretch of beach in Destin called Henderson Beach State Park. State Park. Not under the jurisdiction of the city of Destin. Dadgummit. A few tar balls showed up on Henderson Beach State Park. I passed us, went right there. That devil, he's he's, cr- but God's done amazing. Th- In this past ice storm we had, I know you know the Indianapolis, and y'all see this all the time. But the last little ice storm that we went crazy on, if you look at the chain, I, I should have had the picture. If you look at the chain of cr- accidents, all this kind of stuff, it actually it's like a supernatural bubble around Destin. None of them were there. <laughs> when when Katrina hit New Orleans, and, and Hope references, when Katrina hit New Orleans. And they were devastated. Devastated. Didn't have any houses destroyed. Destin became a city of refuge for those people that were hurting. You know what it took? Because of relationship. You know, 11 years ago when this started, there were pastors literally right across, right across me, from me to my wife away, across the street. The pastors couldn't tell you who the other pastor was, couldn't tell you their name, and couldn't tell you what they looked like. A few years later, because of relationship, because the body being the body, within one phone call, in fact, Captain Mike Parker made the call to the mayor, one phone call to every church within an hour, every pastor at that time, were at City Hall saying, what, what does the body of Christ got to do to be the body of Christ, to be the city of refuge, to minister to these people and meet their needs? Amazing, amazing, amazing fruit will follow your obedience to bless your city. And it becomes... Attractive to other cities. Not from, but because of what God's doing. Apostle Leon's here. And um, this, uh, oh, oh, sorry. There's a red thing. This bald headed man right there in the middle. They, they, he. Uh, I love that man. He and his wife. Greg and Julie Bailey. Um, they are over um, Australia and New Zealand as part of the Christian International Network. Um, and they they come. And let me tell you why I love about them. And why I talk about serving. They... They are over continents. They're over Australia and over nations set in place by Bishop Hammond to from a leadership perspective. Yet, when they come to Destin and participate in the week of blessings, they serve. They don't say, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm the apostle." You know, they they don't get they don't th- they hey they're Greg and Julie and they serve. Where they started was an individual prayer room. They just started. They didn't have to be in the pulpit. They, had, they went and served in the back room, praying for people, individual, not even in the limelight. They came to a foreign soil and served our city. Now they're back in their homeland, blessing cities, seeing radical change and impact in communities in New Zealand and Australia because they chose to come in and serve and be part of what God's doing. Bless your city. Serve your city. You know, Hope hit a, Hope hit a couple things. I love the story. You know, I believe, I believe this, that, you know, when you serve your city well, when you love your city well, it's like the issue with, um, you know, when Kish's he lost his donkeys, and Saul's out there looking for him, And, you know, they couldn't find them. They're getting discouraged, running out of food. They say, one of the, the Saul, or Saul's servants said, hey, listen, there's a man of God in this so-and-so city. Let's go get him. And he's a seer. Maybe he can tell us where our donkeys are. And, and the story, the point is this, is that each one of you can prophesy. Each one of you can can do amazing things far and away more than I could ever think or imagine. Amazing gifts that you have. But the story, the moral of the story is sometimes in serving the needs of the city is just like Samuel did when he gave him a word. He gave him a word, but he solved his natural problem. He, he's solving, you know, when people come to you, when you, sol- when you meet their needs at their level, then it creates an opportunity to then serve them from a kingdom level. And when you start to go and serve the needs of the city, you go to the city, you go to your student, your school principals, you go to your mayor, and you say, listen, what, what can we do to serve you? What needs do you have, both economically or physically or whatever the case may be? How can we partner with you, and how can we serve the city? And how can we love it well? How can we, when, and for years, I mean, hope I tell you, I, what I started out doing, I went to the principal at the middle school because our kids, my oldest kid, was there, and I noticed the parking lot lines were worn out, and the schools didn't have the budget. And I said, "Can I paint, can I paint your parking lot lines? What do you know, a million? Uh, that's you know that's too listen? Can I paint your parking lot lines?" And I got my little four inch painter out there, and I took a few people out there, and we blessed that school. You know what it did? It allowed access onto the school grounds. It allowed me to go out and over that parking lot, bless that place, put a fresh coat of paint on it. Did it with, I didn't do it half, I did it with excellence. And when I didn't finish the job, I went back, when we ran out of time, I went back, finished the job by myself to make sure it was done. I went to the elementary school and we did it next. We just found needs. Hey, what can we do? What's your need? How can we bless you? I didn't do that. I didn't do anything with any other motive except to honor them and to bless the school. It's an amazing transformation. That school later, during the week of blessings, when the pastors came to it and said, hey, we're just here to tell you thank you. Thanks for blessing our kids. Thanks for being an amazing principal. That principal is, has moved on, but the testimony from that principal, they, they cried and said, I never realized what this meant to me. It's amazing. When you serve them with no agenda, God opens the door for you to go back and bless them with a kingdom agenda. What else it opens up when you when the, you bless the city, you unify the body of Christ, you serve it well. It opens doors for other events to take place in our city. Coming up on Good Friday, April eighteenth, this will be our third Destin Crosswalk. I don't know about you, but it, I mean, for a town of our size, there's over two hundred people walking down not a back road where you're hid, but down Main Street, Destin, Florida, fourteen stations of the cross. I mean. I went there, I mean, actually I went ahead, I actually drove, drove stakes in the ground up and down that road because I wanted to declare Main Street, Destin, Florida is God street. And we're up there doing the crosswalk, seven, I think seven or eight churches participating. It's a, it's a really, really cool event to see the body of Christ come together on Good Friday. Operation Crop Drop is something we do at Thanksgiving time. Again, it's a, a unified effort to feed the poor and needy, to feed the homeless. That actually feeds 50 different agencies. You're feeding the top and it's filtering down to the bottom with crops, corn. Uh, sweet potatoes, uh, paper goods. I mean, just bless them. Um, for our first evangelistic event, we did a concert um, with Francesca Battistelli on the harbor because um, we we have a blessing event, but we need to become more evangelistic. Again, it was the body of Christ coming together to form an event at, at the Harbor Walk, which is on the beautiful venue. I mean, I, I forget how many thousand it I think about because it was like a big number that was down there uh, to be part of this event. It's really really cool, and then um, some other things with the National Day of Prayer. So that's cool. Another thing that to serve the city and, granted, I, I'm not tout my horn except this is my wife and I. We run a business ministry because. You Most communities have chambers of commerce. Amen. We bless them. But you also need a kingdom marketplace ministry, and each city should have one because the bottom line is this. When the oil spill happened, as good as our chamber is, Mason Chamber, as good as the Fort Wall Beach Chamber is, great people, as good as the Economic Development Council is, phenomenal people, oversee the economic affairs of our area. As good as they are, they don't have the mind of Christ. They don't have the anointing. They don't have the, 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 the giftings, the callings that the, the, the family of faith does in the marketplace community. When events like this happen in the city, the marketplace has a voice and needs a voice. The marketplace needs to be connected. And, and I, I'm going to show this next screen. Uh, it's so funny. I love the picture. And the more Lord. More Lord. Just bless him. More Lord. <laughs> But what I love about that, we, we share testimonies. We share stories. When we gather together, hey, listen, what happened to your business? Hey, I'm sharing a testimony of what God did in my business. You're not going to hear that on a Sunday morning you know, most often. But you get into, a mar- into, into the community. It's not in a, We meet in the, in the marketplace. We're sharing testimony of God's goodness. We're sharing testimony of healed, people getting healed, signs, wonders. We're hearing testimony of breakthrough. We're hearing testimony. Of, hey, you know, in the church, it, it's awesome, but it's hard. when somebody's praying for a business breakthrough, you know, it's common in the church, you know, if, someone, if Betty Sue's having knee surgery, there's a prayer chain that goes as quick as you can get it out. But when Tommy's having business trouble and needs prayer over a couple of contracts, whatever the case may be, you need a body of believers that's believing by faith for that to happen. Because guess what? When Tommy has a breakthrough, guess what's behind the backside of that obedience? It's a 500 jobs, a city of, of economic impact that blesses and impacts a city. you got to have kingdom Marketplace people in your city unified outside. As Hope said outside the four walls of the church, bringing change to the city from the inside out. Blessing the city, unifying the marketplace, the mountains. If they all stay remain separate, separate. That's great. That's not kingdom. The kingdom talks. It's the body of Christ that brings the increase. And because one sector, if the family sector is doing great, praise God, amen. But if the business sector is failing, guess what? The family is going to get affected because the business didn't work. We need each of the mountains to prosper. Marketplace. Bless your city. Serve your city. And then partner with your city. Got to partner with your community. I talked about... um, talked about, you know, going to your schools. I heard this one time on a message, and, I, and this is one of the initiatives I'm going to do in our community, and I'm really going to push businesses to be part of it. Um, there's a, a community out in California, and what one church has done there is they call it um, a, they've called a day of serving. And what they're doing is they're getting, you know, from a worldly perspective, and this is fantastic, it's awesome, because it meets a great need. They, you know, cor- executives or staff or whatever you, you get permission from the company on company time to come out here into the marketplace to work on United Way and, think, and awesome, please I'm 1000% I'm amen what I want to bring a little bit of tweaking to that is I want those same companies that are given the same time off to now come and serve the city budgets economies, things are tough there's still need you know, why is it this, this? God showed this to my heart, and it, it troubled me. You know, the city of Pensacola um, is a, they call it the city of five flags, is Spanish descent. When the, I think it was the prime minister or whatever it is of Spain, was coming over a few years back. I can't, it was a big number. The city spent, I think it was north of a million dollars, cleaning and preparing the city for a week. They spent an amazing amount of money to clean a city that should have been great steward already. I mean, amazing outpouring of revival years back for a prime minister to come in and we honor that. We got to honor that. So what God's been telling my heart is we should be living that lifestyle every single day and serving our city well, keeping it clean for us, for tur- whatever the, the major economic generator for your community is, but for us it's tourism. We should be honoring God, honoring our guests and serving our city well. A day of serving. I think that's something I believe that I'll see God do because that's something that's real heavy on my heart to see is partnering with the city that way. Blessing, blessing your city well. Serving your city well. Partnering with your city. We talk about the mountains. You know, the mountain I showed, because my heart was to stop, start by serving I never once went to paint the parking lot lines thinking that there was promotion on the back end of that, other than just, I want to bless you. I never went expecting to be elevated to any kind of, that's not my heart. But promotion came, and promotion is coming for you, as you bless, as you serve, and as you partner. On January 3rd of this year, we, um, at our Business Empowered meeting, Pastors Tom and Jane were there. That was the last day to qualify um, for city elections for this year for, for Destin. It's a four year term. Now, please know, four months ago, maybe four and a half months ago now, I had no interest whatsoever, my wife can tell you, in running for, for anything, city or council, mayor, none of that. No interest. I don't have a political agenda. I'm not looking at this thing to say, here I am. None of I did, that. Wasn't, that wasn't, it wasn't even thought of. In fact, I didn't even want to do it. My, my plans were, in full disclosure, to run for state representative in three years. I was going to let the guy cycle out, and I, I, I feel that's what I was going to do. But through wise counsel, met with a few people. Uh, one of the former representatives said, hey, Mel, look at your daughter. And my daughter's nine. He said one of the regrets I had when I ran and served was my, he, has, he has three daughters, but his youngest two were through middle school and went through high school at the time. And he missed a large part of their life. I mean, you're gone. I mean, he said a freshman representative is like four months a year. You're probably gone three to four months a year from your family. And as you graduate up, you're more than that. And so he said, look at your daughter. Can you be away from her that long? I left that meeting. This was probably four months ago when I left that meeting. And I said to him, that's my answer. I'm not doing it because I cannot be away from her that long. I'm not going to do it. I want to be involved in her life. And so we we run on Monday nights. We te- we um, we're doing a class. It's called um, um, the it's, well, it's Bethel School Supernatural Ministry. We're doing a little class on Monday nights. And um, two people, the, it was either the following Monday, or maybe the week and a half later. Maybe um, there's one of the ladies. We're getting the end of this starting, and we always share testimony of what God's doing. It's really really cool. And she said, "Hey Mel, listen, I had a crazy thought that you will be our next mayor." And I said, "Karen, listen, you you missed it." <laughs> you missed it. I uh, said, so I think what you're picking up is that I had and a thought to run for state representative, but, you know, I'd, I'm not, you know. And this lady in the back, her name is Miss Alice Tucker. She in the back, she said, um, and she's from Huntsville, Alabama, somewhere in Alabama. She's southern. Oh, in fact, we always laugh because we think if she ever yells at her kids, it's going to sound just like apple pie. Like, Keaton, don't you do You know, just so sweet. And she said, Mel, Michael, and I were sitting last night at the table. And I said to Michael, Mel will be, I, I think Mel will be, I start call, no, she said, Mayor Mel, said, some, something started calling me that. And I said, Alice, thank you. I said, you know, you've missed it. I said, I think you're just picking up all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, well, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, anyway, the current mayor um, is a good friend. And it was the following week, you know, God's just a man, hey, the following week, we're at the bank. And I think it's Mona and I there at the bank, and she's making a deposit, and I'm making a deposit. Hey, Sam, hey, you know, whatever. I said, I said, Sam, you are running for re-election, aren't you? <laughs> and she said, Mel, I don't know. I said, oh, Jesus. And I said, don't tell me. <laughs> I said, please tell me you're running for re-election. Well, the bottom line is she, um, she was going to get with her family and, and talk about it. She, and thank, this is Thanksgiving just a month and two months ago. She chose not to. She said, Mel, I'm not doing it. But I'm going to get behind you. Um, and you need to go and announce. Pray about it because I told her I need to pray about it. Well, here, I, Mayor of Destin is zero pay. None. None's none. 20 to 30 hours a week, sometimes a little more or less, give or take, but average 20, 30 hours a week. It's a, it's a could be a full time gig. Cash flow is important, amen. So, um, we, we run that business empowered ministry. It's a, it's a marketplace ministry. also do some financing, some mortgage financing as well. Um, and, um, and so we've got this mayor thing and we, I feel like we're supposed to do it. Mona prayed really hard. She, the scripture that came to her was Matthew 633. And so we seek God he's going to provide. So we said, all right, amen. So, but you know, Greg and Julie, um, as I mentioned before, they're really strong prayer partners with us. So I've, they're in, actually, they're in Indianapolis, I think with you, Apostle Leon, when I called them. They're up there. And so I called him. I said, Greg, hey, listen, here's the deal. <laughs> this is a mayor thing, man. It's, it's here, it's an opportunity. But guess what? And Greg knows our, you know, financial stuff. He said, Greg, there's no pay. No pay, none. 20 to 30 hours. 20, Greg, it's 20 to 30 hours a week, and there's no pay. Well, y'all, y'all pray about it. Come back. Get, you know, let me know what you feel like the Lord's saying. Well, it was probably three or four days later, and he calls. And so I'm speaking that, and I'm thinking that Australian, hey, mate, you know, how you going? I'm thinking, I, I thought for sure he's going to say, hey, mate, I'm getting, a little, I'm getting a check on this thing now. And Greg calls and says, hey, mate, all green lights, and we're not getting any check at all. I said, oh, man, come on. I said, what are you telling me? Who's going to put food on my table? What's up with that? And all the other people we had praying with us all said the exact same thing. Not one person got a check. Not one. I thought somebody somebody's going to say, Mel, listen. Not one person gave me a check. I said, oh, God, what are you up to? So we said yes. and we, we, uh, I did all my paperwork. Well, January 3rd, where Pastor's Tom and Jane were with us, it was the last day to qualify at noon that day. Um, I saw the city council race. There's three council seats and one mayor seat. For the council seat, they started lining up. I mean, there was four five, six, it got to be eight people running for three seats on city council and there my name stood just by itself it's like, it's like oh Lord Jesus what's happening, I'm either thinking this job is terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no one in heck wants this thing <laughs> or as Larry Bazette prophesied over me before and others and Pastor Tom and Jane or God's up to something and I had to air <laughs> that God was up to something Since January 3rd, I mean, in fact, Jim LaFoon called me, I mean, the amazing words that have come forth over that, because I, you know, my heart is to go back and serve. My heart is to go back and, and do these things that, and I, and I'm still, still going to do that, but what God kept pounding, I mean, I probably had four or five or six different words since that time that have all been not only affirming to that, but what God's going to do through that, and, Maybe it's my own knuckleheadedness, but I think God is trying to get something to my head and my heart that he, this thing's bigger than me, praise God, and it's, and it's something that I'm, I'm called to do to serve the city. And so that's, you know, when you're faithful to do these things well, it, it positions you to shift cultures and mountains. And so I want to hit a couple quick highlights on this, and then we're going to close it down with a video and get done. What time was it, baby? Let's see here. Actually, well, let me, I'll go through them quickly. First, I'm, start, I'm, I'm calling it a culture of honor. And I'm going to hit these highlights just because I think it's important. It's important who we honor. Um, it's giving honor and thanksgiving. It's celebrating who a person is, not who they're not. You know, it's easy many times for us to come to a meeting like this or, or, or sit in a boardroom or be amongst our peers at the workplace or whatever. And, it, and it's easy to honor them. But what happens when we leave that place and we go to a Burger King drive through and they make a mistake? What happened, you know, it's, I've seen before people come, they'll sit and, you know, slap high, whatever, and they go in will rip somebody's head off at the drive-thru. You know, it doesn't matter if the CEO or the janitor. or Whatever the case may be, honor. You honor who they are, not who they're not. And when you start celebrating the culture of honor and you, do, you see a ripple effect take place because that, when you honor them, you would just change their life. They're used to the other trip, but when you come and say, man, you're the best thing in the world, man. Thank you, Thank you so much for what you do. This place wouldn't be around for you. Know? You start honoring them. It's amazing what takes place. Secondly, one family, one city, unity. For that, what God's told me is our city, back to where it reigns on the just and the unjust, we're family. Why? Because the DNA of the city of Destin is made up of all parts working effectively together to cause its growth. God will cause who prospers and who doesn't. That's not up to me. My job is to apply a kingdom principle and watch God do his thing. And if we see ourselves as family, instead of fragment, oh, you live in there, you're... no, we're family. Then outside of that, when I met with the EDC director before, just a couple weeks ago, I was telling her, well, you know, Mel, she was telling me, well, Mel, you know, we're going to do our best to put businesses in destiny. I said, listen, let's stop right there. Do I want them in destiny? Sure, absolutely. I'll be honored. But let me tell you the truth of the matter if they go to one town north of us is Niceville, one town west of us is Fort Walton. This is a different county. I told her, if Niceville prospers, guess what? I prosper. Why? Because there's a principle that as that city prospers, there's a ripple effect coming to my community. And if I'd much rather have 5% of their prosperity than be riddled with pride and get nothing. Family. The kingdom of God is family. Heaven's government is family. My city needs to resemble heaven. If I'm an ambassador, an apostle to my city, then it needs to be preparing a place for the king. And if I'm doing that, it better look like the kingdom. And it better be family. So one's family, one city. Uh, not allowing outside influences to affect the city. Hope you, I kid, Who's at my meeting? There are a few people here at my meeting. Dodie, I know a few. Yep. I threw a term out the other day. I called it Destin Wow. Destin Wow, W-O-W. Destin Watchman on the Wall. If you know, if you study the script, if you study what a watchtower was during those times, it served two purposes. Most people think, I'll stand my and I'm looking out. Yes, you are. But the watchtower also calls you to also be able to look back in at the assets of the community to make sure nothing was devouring the grapes. To make sure so the bottom line is when we become watchmen, is each one of you leave this place empowered to be watchmen over your city. You're standing in front of it. You're not only looking out for impending harm are those things that will impact the DNA of your city. You're also looking inward to make sure corruption, crime, make sure those things that will implode from the inside out, be a cancer on the inside, but get, get exposed and then eliminated. you got to expose them, and then you can eliminate them. You're watchmen, externally and internally. And you got to be mindful of those things that could erode the DNA of your city, that you sound the alarm. Serving others, we talked about it a little bit ago. One of the things I'm looking to apply... Um, is uh, they, we have an adoptive street program, and those are some of the cities that are covered in the city of Destin. Um, before my term's up, I want every city covered in prayer and cleanliness. I want us to serve our city with the spirit of excellence because as we do that, God will honor the city and continue to bless it. So we're, we want to serve our city outside of what we're already doing. That's just something I've already started in the works already. Uh, and then lastly, and he talked about his Radical generosity. <laughs> radical generosity. I spoke to a, a, group last week, and it's the number one marine dealer in America. Two years in a row, number one of all them. Mar- there's a lot of coastal communities with marines around, the number one marine dealer. And I said something kind of bold to them. Don't know yet how they respond, but in Northwest Florida, because of our coastal area, there's a lot of boat dealers and things of that nature. And I said to them, I said, "You're number one. You already know that. You've been honored." Nationally, internationally, This is number one dealer in North America, not just North America, but good, and good people, and they're amazing Christian people, amazing people. So here's a thought. There's a startup marina maybe probably in Pensacola somewhere or somewhere outside, of whatever. Why don't you take the wisdom that you've got and you go to them and say, I want to bless you. We're number, I know who we are. I know my identity. I know what's going on. How can I serve you? How can I bless you? I mean, I hear all the time you know, people taking up offerings and they go to the and they just so, they just bless them. Radical. I mean, when you take somebody when you go to somebody like that and you just say I want nothing back except to honor you and serve you. That melts that stony heart like wax. You build relationship. It's amazing what will happen. And you do that continuously and it becomes infectious it's like the video at the beginning one thing after another after another it's amazing the fruit that comes from it our city is like a our region has become a city on a hill because of bp and other things but i also believe because of the kingdom of heaven what god's doing here our beaches are ranked in the top 10 in the world uh, best family beach destination in america top beach in the southeast continuously like 10 years in a row amazing that we become like a city set on a hill naturally so people are coming first is it good it's good for us because we get to live here. We get to partake in it. And we love that. We honor that. It's also great for the southeast because they're coming to our area. Which is why it's important that the body's the body. Blesses the city. Creates an atmosphere and a culture here and a presence here. It's like Jeremiah Lamphere. You know, we, we know that New York City revival. But what, one of the things I love about that revival is, yes, what he did. But when the boats were coming and had no idea into harbor, there were, people would fall to their knees and start repenting when they came into the presence of what God created around that city. I believe the same thing is Here. Destined in the South Walton, we create a culture. We create a presence, a safe place for him to come and dwell. That when the, when the 16 million people come to our shores, 16 million, it's a big number, to our shores every year in our region, if they traverse through my city, once they pass the gates, all heaven's breaking loose, baby. I'm praying for restored marriages. We're, we've already declared it a cancer-free zone. We've already staked this area out. You know, that's what I'm believing for. When people, I've got testimonies of people on the beach coming here. Marriage was in trouble, about to get divorced. The man falls on the beach, starts weeping. So I don't know what just came over me, but I want to get back to my. I want to restore my marriage. Those are the testimonies that I'm praying for as we do this thing for the South. As people come, then also for the world. I believe God's continuing to bring people here. You know. Great commission, go ye therefore, and we have an incredible privilege here that the the, the therefore are coming here. The millions are coming here. We just need to be what God's called us to be. For you, your city, I want you to know, you know, if you go back thinking you can't do it, it's the wrong mindset. When you go back with a proper identity and authority of who you are in him, you can radically start taking those steps forward to change your city. Your city is also a city on the hill. You simply need to change your perspective. You just simply need to change the way you look at your city. No longer are you just one, you know, but Mel, my church is only 50 people. You know what? I've seen, I've read the story enough about Gideon and David, the smallest of the small, taking out the mightiest and the big. Don't tell me I'd rather be a church of 50 impacting 5,000 than a church of 5,000 that can't impact 50. Amen? Come on. It's about, it doesn't matter. It's, It's your identity and your authority of who you are to go back to your city to make a difference. So what about you? What can you do? It's time. I'm going to close with a video. And it's a Dean Watcher. Dean, you here? I saw him yesterday. There you are, Dean. I've played this video before, and God bless you, Dean. gave me the idea again because I had something else teed up. When you play, when it's an old two minutes, a trailer from a movie, and you'll catch it probably right away if you've seen it. But I want you to take yourself into there's a coach in this video. And the quote quote at the beginning of the video says, Want to hear an amazing story and see yourself as his coach. The trials and tribulations. This is just 2 minutes long. What he goes through to a breaking point and what happens on the backside of his obedience.
1: Want to hear an amazing story? Back in 1960, coach Brooks was on the Olympic hockey team. But a week before the games, his coach cuts him and sends him home. And that team went on to win the gold medal without him. Herb Brooks had given up his dream of Olympic glory until 20 ordinary kids. Why'd you want to play hockey? Isn't it obvious for, for the girl? Gave him a second chance. The Soviets win. My goal is to beat them at their own game. Beat the best team in the world. Gold medalists in 64, 68, 72, 76. Good name Mark Johnson, Buzz Schneider, Mike Rosioli. You're missing some of the best players. Not looking for the best players, Craig. I'm looking for the right ones. They were bitter rivals. A lot of guys from Minnesota and Boston. Yeah, that's gonna work. But one coach had a plan to turn them into a team. I got
0: no time for quitters.
1: You want me to play, huh? I want you to be a hockey player! I am a hockey player! Think
0: that'll get them going? Oh, yeah. When you
1: face the impossible...
0: Russia's main weapon is intimidation. This guy's
1: ever swell They're Russians. They get shot if they smile. ...and you refuse to give up. I think it's gonna be this hard. Yeah, you did. We start becoming a team right now. Miracles can happen.
0: When you pull on that jersey, the name
1: on the front is more important than the one on the back. Michael Ruggioni. Who do you play for? I play for the United States of America. Welcome to the Olympics, gentlemen. Walt Disney Pictures presents... This is something that this country is ready for.
0: Great moments are born from great opportunity. If we played
1: them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Listen to it. We can beat these guys. Discover the story. This is your time. Behind the greatest moment in sports history. Believe in
0: yes. Amen. Each one of you has that call upon your life. Each one of you, no matter what you are, have such a significant role to play and seeing this happen. Did you notice the difference when he caught, when that one guy said, we're not, we're not Baptists, we're not Methodists, we're not Pentecostal, we're not, we are the body of Christ. We are, who do you play for? I play for the United States of America. Everything changed. The name on the front is more important than the name on the back. And we look at that movie in one moment in time, and we get teary-eyed, we get emotional, we get excited about a victory that our U.S. hockey team had because of what? They took bitter rivals and said, but on this team, we're unified. But on this team, we're the United States. In the city, it's no different for each one of you. In my city, we're united. In my city, we are the body of Christ, called to set the decisions for the city, called to break change, called to break shackles as we sung, called to release kingdom, called to see every pocket, every whatever of your community infiltrated for the kingdom of God. And I believe, as you go back to your city, with this new identity and authority, your city will be one that's called out, consecrated, set apart as a city after God, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, letting everything else be added to it, seeing signs and wonders follow, seeing the dead race, seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, seeing breakthrough in business, because you've chosen to shift the culture, the climate, Atmosphere of your city. Everybody stand. I want bless you guys. I believe one of the keys that uh, God wants each one of you to go back with is a key of impartation of a greater fire for your city. There's another local pastor. He said this. I say this about the best church is not measured by Sunday, but how you live out the other six days of the week. Jesus rebuked three cities in the New Testament. Rebuked them. And he said, if, you, if the same miracles were done in these other cities as yours, I believe each one of you has a call to be a difference maker in your city. And I just want to release a blessing over you of impartation to go back and be that change. That your city, your city is actually crying out for you. They're hurting and they're crying out for you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for everyone here. Lord, in Jesus' name, I release the blessing upon them to be city changers and city shakers. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the keys to the kingdom of heaven are in their portion, that when they look up, when they pray, they'll be constantly reminded of that key in their hand that they've that you've given each one of them to bring change, to declare, to, to release breakthrough for their city. Father, I thank you, Lord, that for such a time as this, they would say, here I am, send me, that they'd see themselves as that mighty warrior standing at their city gates, declaring the word of the Lord for their city. Father, I thank you, Lord, they'd start blessing it, they would start serving it, they They would start partnering with it. They would start unifying the body. They would say, hey, listen, you know what? I want to apply kingdom principles and expect a kingdom result. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name you'd release the keys of kingdom administration to each one of them to know how the parts should play, how do these two co-labor together to to multiply the yield, to multiply the return, to call cities to come into alignment with the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that they would leave this place on fire, not just just on fire to go back to their cities expecting you to already go ahead of them bringing change, setting in motion those things that you would birth. So, Father, from a mayor's perspective, I release a mayor's blessing upon them for a great mantle of authority, for a great mantle of jurisdictional rights and abilities to go in and bring change. Father, I release a mayor's blessing upon them to go and expect the unexpected, to expect a city unto God, to start seeing the walls of division come down, to start seeing the shackles fall off to the ground, and to be, uh, to, to be irrelevant any longer except you. Except you. Father, I love you. I love you, Lord. I bless thee. Lord, it's such an honor to be here today. I bless this house, Christian International. I bless those that connect to this place. I pray an increase upon them. I pray more, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More intensification. More breakthrough. More spreading of, of the message. More, Lord. And those that have been here today, Lord, they've sown to get here. Now reap a bountiful reward because of the seed you put in them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.